0: DJPK, it's 97.5 and 1280 the zone. Chris Torella joins us, sports reporter for Bay News 9 and Spectrum Sports 360 in Tampa, Florida. He joins us on the Smart Rain Guest Line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end of season sale on the Irrigation Smart Controller. Save 50% off each Smart Controller purchased. The offer is available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit SmartRain.net to schedule a demo today. Chris, good morning.
1: Good morning. How are you doing?
0: Good. Chris, what has happened to the Bulls? It is a roller coaster. Watching them from the other side of the country, sometimes they're really good, sometimes they're not really good at all. And this season looks like it's off to a not-really-good-at-all start.
1: No, you're right, and it hasn't been a pleasant ride for the past few seasons, going back to when Charlie Strong was here. And, uh, you know, I, I've kind of coined it, you know, when they had the likes of Quentin Flowers and all those guys, I mean – You know, it was a big, beautiful Ferrari when Willie Taggart left to go out west to Oregon. And then, uh, you know, Charlie Strong comes in from Texas and he just, he crashed it, you know. And uh, then unfortunately, Jeff Scott from Clemson's had to come in and really not only try and develop the talent here, but then go find the talent. So you're starting to see that. But unfortunately, like Luke Fickle at Cincy, who's going to the Big 12, like BYU. You know, even Scott Frost and now Gus Malzahn's going to have to do it a little bit at UCF. You have to find your guys, your talent. So uh, that's that's a process right now. But they're starting. They're starting to find it. It may not add up to a lot of wins this year, but the word is progress. And you're going to have to find it a lot deeper than just the score.
2: So I'm interested in the quarterback position. I can recall in the offseason as we're preparing for stuff and reading on a BYU schedule, I look at the quarterback Mm -hmm. spot and I see McLeod transferred to Arizona, but they brought in Mm -hmm. a Carolina transfer. They brought in a Miami transfer. But yet, neither of these guys are playing. It's the freshman McLean. What's going on there?
1: Yeah, yeah. And Jordan McLeod, you know, such a good kid from the Tampa area. He was 7-14 of in that 2019 meeting against BYU. So it wasn't like he lit it up that day. But uh, yeah, so Cade Fortin, he was actually a a signing from Jeff Scott that first weekend back in December 2019 that he was here. He actually went up to Atlanta and actually uh, Cade was about to commit to, I believe, Syracuse. And he said, give me a minute. I need you. And he brought him down. And then Cade you know, went through injuries, went through uh, COVID, unfortunately, last year, like so many players. And uh, so he never got right. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, they bring in Jaron Williams. But the thing about Jaron is, is, and I kind of saw it in spring, not that he's not a competitor, not that he's not talented, but he just, I said, he's fourth on the depth chart. Like, they've got two talented young quarterbacks that are way better than him. Like, I don't think Jaron Jaren peaked in high school. So I think that's why he never really materialized. And Kate yeah, he, they were touting him for eight months as the starter, and then they, they tweeted out he was the starter for NC State, and everyone's sitting here thinking, okay, Cade's, you know, he's a leader, he's in control, and then he can not hit a couple deep balls against NC State, and next thing you know, here comes Timmy McClain, and it's a, it's a quarterback competition, so um, but Timmy McClain has a lot of flashes, he's a really good quarterback, and uh, you know, just won the 8A state championship here, and that's as high as you go in, in Florida, so uh, he he's definitely going to make Bulls fans believe again I think uh, so look when you got a freshman and you got a young quarterback sometimes you just have to let them go through the tough times because they're going to come out a, a lot better for it
0: so if you have a freshman quarterback who's going through tough times you'd like to have a dominant run game but mm. looks like running back uh, by committee and there's nothing really dominant about it the way the carries have been spread around is anybody going to merge as a guy or is this just going to keep being a three headed monster
1: well, I, here's the thing. I don't think – it's not that it's – I think it can be dominant the way they're struck They've got different backs doing different things. Uh, Jaron Mangum, who comes in as a transfer out of the SEC, he's somebody that you know can score. I think he's got five touchdowns, yep. so uh, he can he can handle the ball. He can handle the workload. Last week, Brian Battea, uh had a career game, 110 yards. So yeah, I mean, look, they they've got different guys who can do different things. I think their running back room is arguably their 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 strength of the team. That with their most improved position of offensive line. So uh, I think um, you know maybe you won't see it dominate on Saturday night in Provo but you're going to see this team again continue to improve they've definitely got the talent in the running back room it's just a matter of if they can you know get to that second third level against a very good BYU defense
2: well the, offensively then they return everybody along the offensive line so shouldn't this group improve
1: as it goes Well, the offensive line's doing really well. The offense, uh, you know, Alan Mockeridge, Coach Mo, he's uh, been a godsend to this program. Uh, The offensive line, I think they've been grading out. If you look at the more advanced stats and pro football focus stuff like that, they're grading out over eighty. That's good so they you know they've only gotten three sacks this year and BYU thinks right there with them uh but you know that's the thing when you got a more mobile quarterback like Timmy he's gonna move and he's gonna he's gonna get sacked and that's gonna happen tomorrow night but uh you know he's a very capable uh you know of getting rid of the ball fast or making a decision and making the offensive line not have to work as much. But, yeah, this finally uh, offensive line has, uh, has finally come together. Um, they still need to recruit better at that position, in my opinion, but they're getting the most they can out of a lot of guys who are finally stepping up in what, for a lot of them, is their third, fourth, or fifth year.
0: If you were defending this uh, receiver group, would you put your best corner on Xavier Weaver and tell the safety find Weaver every time he breaks the huddle and then take your chances with everybody else?
1: Yeah, listen, I'm so glad you guys mentioned Xavier Weaver. He's probably one of the most underappreciated receivers over the first few weeks of this season. I think uh, he does so much for this offense. He's, he's great. He, whether he's a second or third read option, uh, you know, he's somebody that you can get the ball to him. And we've been seeing it since spring ball. Uh, so he's, uh, I definitely think he's a guy you want to watch out for. Um, but another guy, and he comes from Sanford Seminole High School right there with uh, with Timmy McClain is uh, wide receiver Jimmy Horn Jr., the freshman. Uh, you know, Cade Fortin overthrew him at NC State. It's, it's impossible to horn jr this is a guy who if he had another year of recruiting jeff scott said could have been at oklahoma could have been at clemson so he's here he's a gift for usf and you're going to see him i i I would love to see they did it against famu a lot more of the pre-snap you know jet sweep motion everything so i'd love to see them get jimmy more involved if you see jimmy horn number five on the field keep your eyes on him because he is a playmaker and he's ready to explode
2: How about defensively, speaking of playmaker, they got a big stud up front?
1: Uh, Well, defensively, unfortunately for them, I think they're. uh they're not where they should be, right? I mean, I, I was looking at the BYU. <laughs> they, they got big boys, and they got boys that are big who are freshmen. And I think if USF could just ask one of them to come back on the flight to Tampa, that would be really nice of you guys because they need them. <laughs> they need the big guys. They're going to have to do a lot of that in Juco or transfer route this coming year. Um, but, you know, they've got some big guys, but no one really stepping up. I think their defensive line is just, you know, you talk about trenches – it's not where it should be. So, yeah, they've got some talent at defensive end and a couple defensive tackles that can play. They've got a couple older guys, but it's not to the level of a BYU. It's not to where they should be. Their secondary is banged up. Their, their linebacking core is, is, is talented, but you're going to see some mismatch, mismatches pardon me, where you have like a linebacker like number 11, Dwayne Boyles, who's out there guarding a speedy receiver, and you're going to be like, why is he there guarding? Of course, if you're BYU, you're going to be fine with that.
0: We're joined right now by Chris Torello, sports reporter for Bay News 9 and Spectrum Sports 360 in Tampa, Florida. How does the news that UCF is going to the Big 12 with BYU and Houston and Cincinnati sit with USF? Uh, They kind of accept it, they see it for what it is, or they're thinking, that should be us, we should have been in that group, where did we mess up?
1: You know what, I think if this was 2016 and you're coming off a year like UCF where they were 0-12, I think USF with Willie Taggart about to, you know, Go for like a ten-win season. Either they probably take USF at the time, and that's the thing, right? Big Twelve has kind of been dangling this this you know carrot in front of the horse for a long time about expansion. They had no choice with Oklahoma and Texas leaving. Uh, so I think uh, everyone's kind of seeing it for what it is. A couple weeks ago, they broke ground on their indoor performance center, which should be up. By next August, so, uh, you know, thunderstorms, which, uh, in case you haven't heard, are pretty, you know, pretty everyday regular thing here during the summer. Uh, So they they need that, and that's going to only help them. Um, But then, you know, one of their board of trustees also that day said they're going for an on-campus stadium. And there's a lot of rumors I've been hearing that within the next few years they're going to break ground and have a plan in place, and they're going to get that stadium built. Because I think there is going to be another round with the Big 12, But I think the Big 12 could be one of a few options for USF because they academically uh, could get into another if they can get to AAU research status. So that's something to look at. But look, UCF, good for them. They want to travel all that way. But let's make no mistake about it here, and I'm not trying to stroke anyone's ego. BYU is the white whale. They are absolutely incredible. They are the cl- one of the classiest organizations out there. They deserve this. And the Big 12 is going to be a lot better more because of adding someone like BYU than adding UCF. Wow, let's just leave it right there then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Chris, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll look forward to the game Saturday night.
1: All right, thanks. You guys have a great weekend. Chris Torello,
0: Bay News 9, Spectrum Sports 360 in Tampa, Florida.
2: BYU is going to be a lot, or the Big 12 is going to be a lot better by adding BYU rather than those you know whats at Central Florida. The war on I-4
0: lives. <laughs> 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 the war on I-4. It's a great nickname, it's a, a run. real thing. <laughs> it is. I oh, am. Yeah, I mean, good for them. But this is about BYU, not those schmucks. <laughs> I mean, they needed twelve, so fine. Let's oh, see. We told <laughs> throw you, them
2: in. We told you, you fans, it's all about BYU. I'm glad people are finally coming around to my line of thinking.
0: They understand in Tampa. You've won them over. <laughs> <laughs> Spent a lot of time on Tampa. Mm-hmm. All right, DJ and PK (laughs) coming up. We got tickets to give away. We're giving away BYU tickets at 830. That's about 10 minutes away. We got Aggie tickets to give away. See the Aggies and the Broncos at 850. We got tickets to see Utah and Washington State at 930. And then watch rinse repeat. More tickets coming up on Scotty and Hands and on The Big Show. So stay tuned all day long. DJ and PK. It's 975 and 1280 the zone.